Good evening and you're very welcome to the Leafs from GA podcast here on FinalWhistle.ie. It's episode two of season three here of the show and we are going a little bit back in time to talk to some of the the players of maybe yesteryear, a little bit, uh, recently retired players from within the county or recently out of the, the first team was featuring in their clubs uh, in recent seasons. We're going to have Enda Lyons, former county minor manager, of course, uh, county underage boss as well. Uh, we're going to be chatting to him about a few things, most notably motoring for Monica, which happens this weekend. And it's a, a 24-hour sponsored walk in memory of his late mother, uh, Monica, of course, a character channel native, but uh, for much part, a much loved part of the Lions family in Carrigallon over recent decades. And uh, all her sons, of course, came through and played with the club uh, locally. But Enda, a former county goalkeeper and, of course, uh, games promotion officer in the county, is going to be taking on a massive challenge uh, over the weekend where he walks for 24 hours solid around the field in Carrigallon. We're going to be chatting to him about his time in the Carrigallon and Luton Jersey, about more for Monica, and maybe touching on how he's getting on with Rath Klein as their boss in Longford uh, this season. Uh, he'd be coming up in just a few moments. But later on in the show, we'll also be taking a look at one of the things that's kept hundreds, if not thousands of us, entertained over the last few weeks of blisteringly nice weather. Uh, the coming and months finals have been pride of place, as they always are this time of year in the Leitrim GAA calendar. And they will be looking with their chairman, Kieran Kennedy, a former winner of Leitrim Senior Champion himself, of course, uh, with Muggle. We'll be chatting to him. He's the chairman of that particular organisation. He's also coach of, and teacher in Ockmashila National School, who had a bit of silverware this week themselves. We'll hear more about all of that later on in the programme. We'll also be taking a look at everything happening in the club scene around the county. We'll look at the results and upcoming fixtures in the All-County Football Leagues, uh, the Masonite All-County Football Leagues, of course, which Round two, of course, happens Friday and Saturday. Uh, sorry, Saturday uh, and Sunday this weekend. We'll be um, looking at games over the next few days. Anyway, let's get straight into the action. And here's what I had a chat with Ender Lions a little bit later last week when we caught up to chat about motoring for Monica. Now I'm joined by Ender Lions to chat about. A few things. Uh, we're going to talk about a, a very cool event that he's involved in this weekend, uh, a nice charity event in memory of his mother, Monica. Uh, we'll be chatting about motoring for Monica very, very shortly. But first, and uh, a familiar face to everybody in the county involved with Gaelic Games, of course, as a player, as a coach, you've been involved in, in a lot of good things and positive things up and down the, the county. Some of the primary school age kids might even recognize you from your time as a, as a is it a GDA, GPA, what do they call them? Yeah, yeah it, was a G, uh, it was performance GDA with Leitrim for uh, for four years, great times actually. It's, it's funny you get to know all the kids and it's funny you meet them now and they still know you. Remember the, the cool camps was the big thing, that was the big driver, it was, it was great times back then, you know. Well, uh, for, you're welcome to the show. It's not the first time we've had you on, but the first time we've had you on in this kind of a bit more formal interview setting, so thanks for joining us. Of course, yeah. Thanks very much for having me on. It's it's, it's great. We're like we're just talking off camera. It's like old old times. We're missing about um, back in the day when 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 uh, we were playing and stuff like that as well. It's great. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, the two of Leitrim's best ever goalkeepers. Uh, <laughs> uh, but between us, we have won Conor Minor Championship medal. What's that about? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's very disappointing, you know. My 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 inter county career lasted less than one of your training sessions, I'd imagine. <laughs> so at uh, very different uh, trajectories to our um to our football careers, uh, I, I'll never get accused of being one in any way, shape or form a, a decent goalkeeper, but <laughs> let's move on anyway, talk more about yourself. Obviously one of Leitrim's stalwarts through the, the noughties more so than anything else, uh, Carrie Gallon clubman as well. Um, let's talk about, I, I touched on it briefly there in the intro, is the, the minor championship medal in 1998. Um, yeah. I suppose I was a good vintage for it, I was just the year behind you in terms of age grades. So, we all would have been following that. The whole county really got involved in that. Of course, it was uh, Tyrone were the, the, the final uh, hurdle that we didn't quite get across. Just after um, the OMA bombing as well, it had a whole load of subplots going on in that as well. What are your memories now looking back at 1998 and that minor championship victory? To be honest, it was a fantastic summer of football, Brefney. Um That year, like we played Galway over in Tune and... Um, like Pat Pryor and Aidan Keller and God rest him, Frank uh, Rooney was over us that time and kind of nobody gave us a chance that day. I think we were 
nine points down with about, I think, eight or nine minutes to go. Uh, or could have been eight points. We scored nine points. And I remember uh, a rabbit filly was kind of the big thing coming through in Connacht football from Galway. And he missed a 14-yard free. And, and then myself and Michael McGuinness turned around and looked at each other. We couldn't believe it that we actually had come, out, come back and won that game. And then we played Sligo in an absolutely horrendous conditions in tune. It was a gale force win. And talk about, I think we only scored maybe... Uh, a point or two points at half time um against the win and then we we had it and then we kind of just got across the board and then we obviously got to crow park and kind of a week to 10 days before we actually were supposed to play we didn't know actually whether we we're going to get the crow park or not because of the loma bomb and so it was kind of all over up and down like at the time we were kind of been probably very selfish in our own mind that we were worried about us getting to play in crow park and unfortunately at that time there was a lot of them uh, players, Cormac McAnall and Stephen O'Neill, McGuigan's, all them boys, uh, Kevin Hughes were all kind of draped behind coffins with friends of theirs as well. So it was a very different time, um, but at the same time, memories I'll never forget. And kind of at the end of the match that day against Galway, to have all the Galway fans cheering on for us uh, was fantastic and something I'll never, ever forget. And obviously a, measure, a medal that I'll treasure forever. Yeah, because it's one of those things that we, we were re relatively competitive at underage levels in the county. Um, but actually making that breakthrough, finishing out games, finishing out championships. We've only ever won two minor championships in the history of the, of the, the grade. Uh, it's a rare enough event. Yeah, absolutely. And to be fair, we, we scraped through with the boat results. But um, we kind of had a very good uh, league campaign that year. We, we drew a Galway, I think. Uh, in Park Sean and we kind of pushed Mayo and we beat Sligo by a point so like we were very competitive in the league so but that time we had, we had a fantastic team uh, like you had Seamus Maguire Michael McGuinness and John McKeown your full back line um, you then had um, Philip Charles Barry McKiernan you had Shane Canning you had Gary McCluskey you had in my opinion probably one of the best footballers that never made the grade was Donal O'Callaghan from Manor Hamilton he was an unbelievable player Michael Degnan was playing, you had John McGuinness, you had Paul McGreevy, you had Barry Crow, like you had really, really good players back then that kind of all went on. Some actually had unbelievable stellar careers for Leitrim. Um and at one stage I would probably for probably eight or nine years was probably the best full back line in Connacht, if not uh with John and Michael there as well. So it's kind of one of those things where we just a very good group of players and Pat Pryor and Aidan and, and Frank always got the best out of us. And uh, again, it was great memories, great friends. Um, we'll always have and, and memories we'll, we'll always treasure forever, you know? Yeah, I think the early Alzheimer's is setting in there. I think it might have been David Crow rather than Barry that was part oh, of that. David, David <laughs> but, Crow, <laughs> but in terms of, of kind of those players, and you mentioned names, they've dotted across Leeds from GA for the last 20 years. Some of them even still playing. John McKeown came on as a sub for Drum Riley at the weekend. Uh, are you still playing yourself? What's your involvement? No, no, I'm not I'm not playing. I kind of stepped back last year, really, um, from, from playing, and uh, I'm kind of staying away from it now, uh, dipping me toe into the over 40s and odd time whenever I'm available. So, but now kind of uh, stepping away from now, I had a bit of an issue with my hip for a while. So, time, father time just takes up. Listen, I still think I can play, but <laughs> my body says otherwise. But uh, I listen, I still go out and support the boys. And it's great to win the junior championship last year for, for the boys to come up. Like, it was very important to get straight back up and get back at it. And they had a fantastic result at the weekend as well against a very strong Alan Gales team. So it's a good start with a very, very young um, panel of players. I think there was five boys uh, that came up from under 17, all got game time at the weekend, which is which is huge for the club because that's a foundation for us to go forward as well, you know. Yeah, you're involved this year. You're obviously well-established with Leitrim County teams and club teams through the, the last decade or so, but you're with Rack Klein in Longford this season. Uh, how's that going? Yeah, so far so good. It's it's been great. The club uh, club been very good to me. Um, we've we've played six league games. We've been very lucky. We won five and drawn one. So things are going quite well now. So, but uh, again, it's 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 kind of very early in the season. See, I mean, because we haven't played any game teams with, with with county players. We've two of the boys, Ira and Oren, are both playing for Longford, which will give us a huge boost when we come back, or a huge boost when they come back from from playing with Longford. They had a big mass a massive weekend result as well. So. Um, listen, it's very different. It's very much a four-year-orientated game in, in Longford. Some really, really good players over there, and the quality of football is excellent with some excellent club teams like Killow, Mullinocta, uh, Cullum Kill won the championship, Dramard, Longford Slashers. Uh, you have a lot of very, very strong teams um, playing over there. So it's great to see 
a different side of the game and played than where I kind of you get used to being in Leitrim. But it's great to see a slightly different side uh, over in Longford, you know. Well, you've kind of preempted my next question, which is we see a lot of uh, outside the county managers coming into clubs here. We very rarely actually have Leitrim people who are involved with teams outside the county on the show. What for you has been the biggest learning? Like, were you aware of the intricacies of the kind of club championship just by virtue of I suppose where you live on on the border there? Well, obviously, I, I would go to an awful lot of Longford Championship games right beside me. Tremard is right beside me, so I'd be going to an awful lot of them. And you'd you'd know the top clubs like, and you'd know all their players. Um, so it's slightly different when you're actually trying to plan against them. Um, the currently recliner in Division Two, they were relegated uh, last year. So we're trying to get them back up to senior and we got to the quarterfinal last year. So the draw was made last night. So a very, very tough draw. Um, it kind of the group of deck and long for there's ourselves, there's Kilo, there's Mullinocta, there's Cullum Kill, there's Carrick Edmund and Abby Lara. So you've got uh, five clubs there that made it to the quarterfinals of the championship last year. So it's a really tough group. Um, but the boys are looking forward to it and, and we'll see where it takes us after that. But it's great actually playing against different systems and different players because you know, I wouldn't know everybody. Obviously, I'd know a lot of the players, the county players, but again, it's very different. And, and it's good. It's a good challenge, really, to be honest, because you kind of have to be very reactive on the pitch when you don't really know systems or teams that you're playing against. So it's a great learning curve uh, for the club itself. It's just kind of building a new culture, a lot of very young players in it, um, trying to get the club back up to kind of stabilise rather than coming up and down all the time so we can kind of stabilize that senior and drive on then from that because the club the club itself is is old but the, the playing population is quite young so it's a great challenge and i'm really enjoying it and the club themselves are, are fantastic and as are the players you know of course uh, the way you just described the club with a, a very young playing profile uh would mirror carrie gallon themselves they happened to be at the game on uh, sunday afternoon against Alan gales looked dead and buried after half an hour i think there was i think it was one eight or one nine to four points at half time so seven or eight points behind and really, they just seemed to come out with a brand new confidence in the second half. Two quick fire goals, and, and then they conceded one goal. Um, the way the game played out, they conceded one goal, and instantly, within forty seconds, because I had it timed on the on the watch, forty two seconds later, they got the ball in the back of the net up the other end. And I think about it, Patrick McCann got the or Daniel McCann, one of the or one sorry, one of the hackers. I think might have got the second goal, but it was it was just the response when against a team that's perceived to be stronger than them. You hit straight back. There just seems to be that great resilience in the club. How obviously you're still aware of what's going on in the club. Like, how have you been impressed with how they've gone through the the spring league and now the the first round of the league? Well, well, to be fair, the, the club underage has been very good. Like our under 17s won won last year, and our under 20s have won for the last couple of years. So, them boys are used to winning, and obviously winning the junior championship last year. There's a confidence level there, um that kind of they're never beaten as well like and, and youth is great because they just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and like you've got the likes of obviously with Gary coming on there Gary Reynolds a huge experienced player and Barry Nash came on and you have Derek Riley see, and my brother Daniel you have a lot of very experienced men around that that's seen it as well and if, if they can kind of stay for a little longer and bring all those fellas through like Mark Dolan was exceptional in the second half so like they're really, really good players and they can all play a ball. It's just the confidence that they can compete at Division Two level now and stay there and maybe push on as well to a certain extent. But Niall Milady and JP and the boys have done a great job over the last couple of years. So um, the future's looking good. I, I firmly believe the uh, amalgamation with St. Joseph's has made a huge difference to us. Get five fellas through from under 17 is massive. And I think there's maybe four or five playing with Ahavas as well on the first teams from, from that under 17 team. So like... People say that combinations or amalgamations don't work. They do if they actually both clubs really buy into it and they're playing at a better level and winning things. So um, it's really benefit for both clubs at senior level because we're getting players through. And that's ultimately what it's all about is, is making sure you're getting four or five senior players coming through from under 17 every year. So uh, from that point of view, the club is going in the right direction. A lot of very good young fellas coming through, which is, which is great. And long may it continue. There's little uh, professional strands of the the experience you've had in the, the professional side of player development in Leitrim uh, for those four or five years you're with the county board um, working okay. in schools and working in clubs. Um, what's your take on where we are at the moment? Obviously, disappointing results potentially this year in the Talton Cup. Um, what where should Leitrim be going in your opinion? I don't want to get you in too much trouble now, by, by, no, but but what's your thoughts on where we are and maybe? Um, where we're going in, in terms of 
senior in the county set up effectively? Yeah. I think it has to be a holistic approach to it, Brefney, if I've been honest. Um, listen, every club wants to look after their own, but if we're looking for the development of the senior team, I think we all have to take responsibility for actually making our players better and making the competitions more competitive and driving standards within clubs. So that means that when a club is out of the championship, they knuckle down and they go to the gym and they kind of implement those strategies and long-term player development for their players. Like it has to start someplace. Um, listen, obviously we'd love to win the matches and get out of division four, but I just think we have to be a little more um, cognizant of, of actually where we're at in relation to our club and our club football. Um, personally, when I was there working for Leitrim, we tried to kind of, we've developed the plan myself, Sean and Stephen and Thomas at the time, to try and work really on the Kerry model at underage, where we've got, uh, you've got your individual club championship, then you've got your uh, county championship, and then you've got your regional championships as well, but make them as competitive as you can, because you need to be playing competitive football at a good level to bring players on. That's ultimately where we have to be. It doesn't, it doesn't make a difference at what level that is. If, for example, like I think Carrick, St. Mary's won under, under 13, under 15, under 17, under 20 and senior last year, and lucky enough, Carrick got and beat them in the junior. Um, we, that's not good because we need to be, teams need to be up against them and, and they need to be, Carrick need to be pushed as well because we have to bring everybody across the line. Like That's not blaming anybody or not looking at anybody, but we just have to look at a, a whole holistic thing across the board in developing our players and putting professional standards in clubs where they've got their long-term athletic development plans in place, their skill development in place. Uh, and if clubs start there, obviously, we have to start from the bottom up. And that's why we can't start from the top down because from the top down, it's not going to really work, to be honest. We've tried the top-down approach for a long time and it, it's, it hasn't quite kicked in for us just yet. Um, you mentioned family. Uh, obviously, your brother played for Carrie Gallon the other evening. Um, he's getting on as well at this stage. He's no more than yourself. I'm sure retirement is coming at some point. Uh, but family is very important across all strands of the GAA. And unfortunately for, for you and your family, the Lions family lost their, their matriarch last year. Tell us a bit about your mum and what you're getting up to over the weekend uh, in her memory. Yeah, ma, like obviously, mum is originally from Carrick and Shannon. She's McQueenie. Uh, Michal McQueenie uh, would be my first cousin. And um, so there'd be a history of football there across the board. She was obviously hugely supportive for me in my career, along with my dad. Um, she would have went to matches. She's snippets. It was, we were looking back at old stuff that played it under 12 and under 14, all the snippets in the papers and stuff, the stuff I actually didn't realize she had. So, her death was was a massive shock to the whole family uh, on the 11th of May last year. Um, she wasn't sick. She was in really good form. And uh, unfortunately, she just took a, a massive heart attack and um, never came out of it. So um, from my own point of view, I have to say, we talk about the GA community, the club and the community of Carrigallon were absolutely unbelievable around that time. The support to give myself, my father, Dermot, Daniel and Colette and the, the overall family was just unbelievable and amazing and we can't thank them enough for everything they've done so um to me for me i'm, I'm actually doing uh it's, it's a bit of a challenge really as well more than anything else i'm actually walking for 24 hours uh non-stop well obviously if the, the loo takes take precedence that's going to have to take over but apart from that i'll be walking from uh the walk is starting on the, the saturday the bank holiday weekend at 10 a.m and finishing on sunday at 10 a.m uh, at carrigan and gea I'll be walking around the track around that for a full 24 hours. And we're just looking to raise as much money as we can. Obviously, the, the hashtag is motoring for Monica. And uh, it's in aid of the Irish Heart Foundation because, unfortunately, it's a silent killer. It's I think it's 34% of the population at the moment is dying from, from heart condition or stroke. So it's just to highlight that as well and and um, kind of mentally push myself a bit further because it's a challenge you know when you're not playing football as more you need to be you need to have something to aim for so that's the plan Anya. and what i'd say is the support the support so far has been unbelievable from everybody a lot of the clubs have been in touch i want to thank everybody that donated um uh, the generosity in around the g and around the, the local community again i can't emphasize that enough has been unbelievable and i like i said everybody is welcome at any time um come uh, have a bit of food. There's going to be tea there as well, and uh, 
come for a walk with me. So you can either do five minutes, or you can do five hours or do 15 hours. It's up to yourself. Uh, and you're more than welcome. And again, I'd like to thank you for highlighting it as well, Brefney, uh, and also the clubs that have actually retweeted and posted as well. It's very much appreciated from all the Lions family and especially from myself. Have any of the rest of the family signed up to join you? Have you shamed them into... It's a big challenge. 24 hours walking, your shins are not going to thank you for that. No, uh, they're, they're not. But at the same time, it's it, there's no point in doing it unless you're actually going to push yourself. Um, it's always been I've always kind of wanted to be the best I can be at anything I try to do. So this is no different. Um, people have said I'm a bit a bit mad. I was always told I was a bit mad playing in goals on you, so there's nothing, <laughs> nothing changed with that, Brefney, really. Um, but uh, yeah, so... Listen, they're all going. They're all going to be supportive. Uh, all my cousins and everyone are coming down as well. They're all going to be there at, at different stages and uh, and helping out. So again, please come, please support, please donate. Is all I'm going to say to everybody. And uh, if anybody's any questions, come to my Facebook page and my Instagram page. It's just End the Lions, and you see all the details on it as well. And uh, please come. That's all I'm going to say. Please come and have a chat, and don't be afraid to come up and uh, say hello. Yeah, it's all on idonate.ie as well. If you just type in End of Lions, as I've just done, uh, you'll find it up there. You've smashed the original target, but I'm guessing all is welcome. The more the merrier. And uh, it's gone over the 5K that you were looking for, but I guess we'll add a zero to that. Let's aim for 50 maybe over the next yeah, Well, we're going to push you beyond. Actually, what we're doing is that we're having a kind of a launch and a, a fun quiz night this Saturday night in Carrigallon in the in the hall. So uh, at 8.30, so it's our senior and junior tables on and everybody has welcomed that as well we'd love to see as many as we can it's only a bit of crack there's going to be loads of uh, spot prizes and it's just really to launch the event itself so again everybody's welcome and, and there'll be updates again on my facebook and my instagram page uh if anybody has any questions on it please come team of four you're more than welcome and bring the wallet with you as well it's all in a phenomenal yeah. cause as well and uh, a pleasure as always could have uh, gone back through the archive for some stories from the 90s we might try that again some of them are repeatable in this forum others maybe not so much uh, but we've definitely there was one weekend in london after a game that, that brings back memories uh, but we maybe talk about that so, uh, that's, that's too dangerous to bring up that i think there's no way that's going to come up that's for sure and uh, it's been a pleasure as always thanks for joining Thanks very much, Brefley, for having me. And again, thanks everybody. And uh, look after, look after yourselves. And the Lions there, of course, uh, Leitrim legend, uh, well established in the county jersey, the club jersey, and now uh, doing his managerial stuff on the sideline for Rathcline in Longford. But a fantastic event this weekend in Carrigallon. If you get a chance to get over, um, please do so. Go for a bit of a stroll with him to have a chat and uh, shoot the breeze and of course and uh, maybe bring your wallet which and give a little donation to morning for monica the link for that is in the description below if you want to check it out but if you google um or if you go to i donate and type in the lines you'll find the information as well already smashed the original target well over ten thousand raised so far let's do what we can for a fantastic cause and a fantastic family and the very best look to end on his uh, efforts over the weekend maybe let's take a look at some of the football games played two weeks ago now at this stage. Uh, I'm just going to bring up the results from two weeks ago. And if you bear with me one second, you see the results in Division 1 of the Mason Knight All-County Football League. Akhnashila won 9, Mohol won 15, Ahawillan won 9, uh, Leitrim Gales 2-13, St. Mary's Kiltara 2-16, Ballinamore Shauna Heslins 2-11, Fianna St. Collins 2-9, and Glencarm and Hamilton 3-11. And of course, this weekend, the, they are the fixtures ahead of us. Ballinamore face Glencarm and Hamilton, while St. Mary's entertain Fianna. Of course, they served up a phenomenal game in the championship last year went to penalties only separated by those penalties in the end but can Fina claim a scalp St Mary's have been more nicely this year as we heard last day out from James McGrail as he joined us on the first episode of this season and Mohawk played Leitrim Gales and the other semi-finalists from the last two years uh, who's going to come out top of that particular clash on Saturday evening as well and Akhnashilin uh, play host to Ahuillen. A couple of other bits and pieces uh, around those games. Top scorers in the original fixtures. Uh, Rear Award top scored 10 points for him. 1-7 in total in his side's victory uh, on the opening day of the season. Might actually be a victory or defeat. Apologies. Uh, Donica Devani 2-3 to his credit. Uh, Luke Murphy and Connor Dolan 1-5 apiece while Stephen Goldrick and Ronan Gordon uh, tipped the scales with seven points each in their games. 1-3 for Shane Moran and Ronan Kennedy, two, I suppose now former county players, 
who came in. All the details of all those games now available on finalwhistle.ie. Uh, no clean sheets in the division. Uh, interestingly enough, none of the eight goalkeepers managed to keep clean sheets. But that's the league table for you from Division 1. Again, all of these live on finalwhistle.ie. And, of course, the Leach from GA our website as well has all the up-to-date uh, scores and league tables there too. If we take a stroll right over quickly to Division 2 of the competition, we'll just take a quick look at the, the results from their first round. Uh, playing the first Friday night, Balneglare versus St. Pat's Stromahera, 13 points to 8 victory for the home side in that game. Avas had a, a very good victory over Melvin Gales, 312 to 112. Uh, while Anna Duff won nine, Kiltobert won nine as a draw, and a draw also in a highly entertaining game in Allen Gales uh, when they played host to Carrie Allen. A massive second half comeback from Carrie Allen saw them share the spoils there. Uh, Melvin Gales, it says, did have a stag weekend that weekend, missing a lot of first team regulars, but Ahavas took advantage to win by those two goals and they topped the table. Melvin Gales propping up the table. Will that be the case at the end of the season? I doubt it but plenty of action still to be played there as well. If we look at the top scorers in that competition as well, uh, we'll see Paul Simpson and Derek Riley 1-4 apiece with Darren Short uh, and Niall McCabe scoring 1-3, Enna McGuire with six points and a couple of players there, Sean McNabola, Kieran McNamara, Alan Gales and Gary Fowley of Drumahair, uh, all of them on five points. Uh, some interesting performances in that grade as well. Two clean sheets to talk about, Fergal Glenmartin and Porrick Flanagan uh, keeping shutouts in their first games of the season. We move it down to Division 3 of the All-County Football League. And we'll just wait for the fixtures to pop up here. Uh, Bornacula, an excellent big win for Bornacula. 4-8 to 9 points. Gortletra, 2-17. Clune, 1-4. Drumkieran, 3-8. Drumreilly, 1-10. And this weekend sees three games all at different times. Staggered through Saturday evening. Drumreilly hosts Gortletra in what will be a fairly tight local derby there. Eslin and Drumkieran. While Glenfarren and Kilty Clotter friendly get their season up and running, the last club in the county to get their first team uh, in action. They take place against Bornacula. That game taking place in Black Lion this weekend. So 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock and 7 o'clock on Saturday evening. Top scorers in this grade from the first round of games. Demi Moore, 9 points, 2-3 to his tally in the opening day. Victory for them. Nigel Maguire, 7 points. For Drum Riley, while David Feeney is back on six one three in total, few on five there. Francis Flynn, Colin McCauley, of course, free takers on their day, five points for each of them. While Colin McNamara of Clune chipped in with one two, Ron Mulligan and Jamie Quinn scoring one one apiece. I think there was a couple of clean sheets in this division as well. Daniel Farrell of Bornacula managed to keep a shutout. Uh, so clean sheets, few and far between. In all divisions last week, and the weekend before last, the first round of games, and that is the, the league table as it stands. What led to top of the table from Bornacula with Drum Kieran just behind, all of course on scoring difference. So plenty of action in the opening round of the games. Uh, full rounds of fixtures. We might run through some of the fixtures later on in the show. I want to give a shout out to some of the people who make this show possible, of course, thanks to Leach from GA who um, do this in partnership with them uh, very grateful for their support and uh, we also have individual club supporters uh, from around the county every club with a, a maximum of four commercial partners or sponsors uh, from each of their areas and just to give them a bit of a shout out of course these uh, from last year as well uh, Gibbons of Centra, Henry's Haven and Rumshambo Credit Union who support Alan Gale's coverage, QMT Contracts who support both St Bridget's on the women's side and Ojo Willen uh, while on the other Groups we have uh, Leonard's XL in Drumahair, nearby in Drumkieran, Clark's Butchers, David Plan and Design, and Francis David's Bar, and Desmond Wynn in Drumkieran, Fina, supported by Gilhini and co accountants, uh, Beef Bros and Quinn's Bar, while Gurns Milestone Pub, McCormick's Mace, and Osta and W8 Village uh, support. Glen Carman Hamilton's coverage on this platform. And finally, uh, JP Clark, who supports Court Letra, TNT Token Tech, Indram Shambo support Kiltobert, as do HR Solutions or Carmel Murphy, uh, while Leachman Gale supported by the Barrage Steakhouse, McCormick's Mace, and Julio's Takeaway. Berry and Brew and Spirit on board to support Mohol uh, for the season, as well as Ivan Keeney, The Hive and Flynn's and Sliced Pizza, who support our coverage of St. Mary's Carrick and Shannon. If you're interested in getting involved and helping out at our coverage of what we do here, bringing your games to you on a weekly basis, both here on the podcast, 
and via the website and all of the little things, team of the week, our commentaries, uh, please do get in touch. Just hit us up on our socials. Uh, we'd be more than happy to talk to you about how you can help us out in that respect. Moving on again, I had the pleasure of yesterday evening spending a few hours in the sunshine in Park Sean McDermott watching the stars of the future take to the field and show us what they have to offer. Uh, some entertaining games, some controversy, of course, uh, but most of all, lots of fun and so, just laughter in the sunshine of primary school kids uh, just having a ball with their friends playing games in the sun. Uh, I spoke afterwards uh, last night to Kieran Kennedy, who is the chairman of former Mohol footballer and, of course, manager of St. Michael's in Coot Hall in Roscommon at the moment as well. I spoke to him about his role as the chairman of Common and Munskull and really what role Common and Munskull fills in the wider Gaelic games community here in County Neutral. Here's what we chatted about last night. So as I mentioned, a lovely evening out in Park Sean yesterday evening at one of the Common and Munskull finals, and I'm delighted to be joined by the chairperson of Leitrim's Common and Munskull committee, uh, Kieran Kennedy. Kieran, uh, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Brefni, and thanks for coming out and supporting the Common and Munskull. No, it was my pleasure. I got dragged out by the next generation. My nephew uh, put in a call and said he wanted to go and support his team or his classmates in the game. So I uh, I took a little wander in. I didn't even realize it was happening, to be honest, until very late yesterday evening. Went in, lovely sunshine, great night for a game of football. It was a girls' game and then followed quickly by a, a boys' game. But two entertaining games and a lovely advert for, I suppose, youngsters playing Gaelic games in the county. Yeah, so that was our fifth evening of finals yesterday evening. Um, we still have one more to go. Um, yeah, look at the, the standard has been, uh, standard this year has been really high. We've had, in fairness, glorious weather, which always helps. Um, just going through, I suppose, some of the figures, like, you know what I mean? We'd have over 400 kids would have played finals um, in the la in, over the over the last two weeks and obviously the couple of finals to come. But um, it's always great to get them out onto the county pitch. So, like, just thanks to Sean there and his team in Park Sean for letting us in. When we started arranging our finals, we were unsure of what was happening. There was the Talchon Cup. There was the potential, potential of a neutral game being in Park Sean. So we did play a couple of finals in Bogon, a couple of Shield finals in Bogon, and we had a final in Fien as well. So again, thanks to those. We're um, we're always scrounging, looking for pitches for finals and stuff like that. We don't have our own facilities, obviously. So it's um, it's always great when clubs and uh, and Park Sean let us in there. Talk to us about coming on school because I think we've all played in it at certain stages, but for some of us, uh, it might be a while, maybe even a couple of decades since we graced uh, coming on school pitches ourselves. But um, it really does involve nearly every primary school in the county, uh, whatever the size is a kind of a competition or a grade for them to, to participate in and, and, and learn the skills of the games with their classmates, which sometimes stretch across a couple of different club zones. Yeah, you'd have some, you'd have some schools will be feeding into uh, a couple of different clubs. You'd have some clubs with a couple of schools feeding into them. Um, we had 34 teams entered this year. Um, we had a couple of teams. Balahamehan came back in this year. We had the Hunt School from Mohol, uh, who only joined, I think this was their second or third year in it. Uh, we had Newtown Gore this year, won their first ever final. Um, so we have 34 schools um, participating uh, in the schools league, and then we had 24 teams in the girls league. So it was... Um, there every practically every school. There are the odd, there's the odd school who haven't participated. Northly from just due to logistics of the distance they would have to travel and stuff like that. But um, and actually St Clair's Manor Hamilton back involved in the last couple of years as well. So it's great to see them back playing. Well, it's great to see uh, any kids out playing any games really. But particularly suppose, from the point of view of this program, uh, Gaelic games. The games this evening, uh, you had a bit of a dual role. You were just the chairman of the of the county committee. Uh, for coming to one school, you were coaching one of the teams yourself, your own primary school, uh, Ockham Shield, and took away the girls' title. Yeah, the girls won the, their Shield final this evening. Uh, they beat Clune by five points in the end. Um, and our boys actually won last week. They beat, oh God, Dowra. We beat Dowra by five points as well, I think, in um, the Boys' Shield Division 3. So we've had a successful year. Um, yeah, successful year. Um, Barnacula also did the double with their boys and girls. Um, Declan Bohan there in his final hurrah with Barnacula um, won they had 24 games with the school this year, both mini sevens and school leagues, and won all 24. So they did a clean sweep of mini sevens and leagues, which was um, a remarkable achievement for a school. 
It's pretty impressive, all right. Yeah. In terms of coming to Munskull, we've seen a lot of chat over the last few weeks, I suppose, about goal games and whether competition is, is something that should be in sport at that kind of early level. Talk to us, I suppose, about where coming to Munskull fits into that whole conversation. Yeah, well, I suppose, um, I'm not sure if people are aware, Common One School is actually a, a separate identity from the GAA itself. So we're not technically ruled by the GAA rules. Now, this is something that, uh, as you said, has come out in the last few weeks. Uh, it's not something we've discussed. We've had enough on our plate in the last few weeks as a committee trying to organise finals. We've had whatever, I don't know, you have any final, 25 finals to organise and playoffs to be played and that. So it's not something we've discussed. It is something that we will have to take direction on from the National Committee, I assume, down the line. Um, but I, 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 I enjoyed the, the, I think the kids enjoy the competitive nature of um, getting the final. As I said, we had over 400 players played finals in the last three, two to three weeks. Um, and, and look, I, Again, not speaking for the National Committee or a Leitrim Committee, I, I, I do see that the Common One Games will continue as they are. It's funny, I put, I put this to my nephew who was with me this evening, supporting his friends in his class, and I kind of suggested this was a conversation that was happening nationally. What did he think about it? And his first reaction, even though he wasn't involved, was like, but sure, if they got a medal for just showing up, why would they bother trying? if they yeah. get the same thing for winning as losing and he totally totally dismissed the idea that it wouldn't be competitive and to be honest he's the least competitive kid i know in that respect so if he's of that nature i can't see any other kid in the country wanting to play um wanting to play the non-competitive games just for the sake of showing up even tonight you could see how much it meant to those kids uh just being representing their school being with their mates that they've spent probably six seven eight years with in class getting out to go on and kind of Local pride really comes into it as well. Yeah, you can see it. They've been talking. It's the talk of the school the last two weeks. God, like I suppose being on the committee, I, I get it from every angle. It's like, do you, have you got the final? Have you got the date for the final yet? When's our final? Uh, are we in the final yet? Or are we? In, are we going to be in a final? And um, while I do understand uh, up to a, a level, we say I do, under tens. I it, and again, common one school is a participation. We, we are trying to get as many kids on the field. The last thing we want is to have 10 subs on the sideline and nobody getting a run. That's why, as you said earlier, there are separate divisions for, you know, we had two five-a-sides, we had two seven-a-sides, we had 11-a-side. We have, we have, and we also have a stipulation in each group where if you have, say, an 11-a-side division, if you have 13 or if both teams have 13 or more players, then you play 13-a-side. And at 13-a-side, if you have 15 or more, then you play 15-a-side. So um, it, the objective is to get as many players onto the field, get meaningful game time as as possible and and then we look at and we rely on the schools um also that coaches and mentors within schools that they um would you know what i mean run subs in and get as much time as possible huge overlap tonight a lot of familiar faces from around the club scene as well involved yeah. uh, both as teachers and i suppose parents of kids as well how important is that similar volunteer aspect to get those teams out to get them to and from games to get kids on their backs to play games in that's huge like it's it's massive um for for small schools small schools are um they're a tricky place now you know what i mean they're um teachers have a, their, their workload is not to be uh going on about teachers like but you know the workload has increased immensely in in the last couple of years i'm sure everyone will say that and even from our committees like we have teaching principals there who are um very busy people and yet they're willing to give their time to come in and set up pitches and organize referees and you know what i mean so it's um from a committee level it's um it's I won't you know what I mean. It's a busy time. It's a busy time for everybody, I suppose. But for for parents to bring kids around, um, there are a lot a number of schools now who will um, have parents come in to coach the kids in the school teams. We have some schools that would prefer games we played during the day. There is there's always a bit of uh, two and four should games we played during the school hours. Should we play in the evenings? Should we play in the weekends? If you have parents involved, it's very hard to play games during the day. Um, so it, it's it's um. It's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. Like so, it's um, we just try it. Look again, trying to please everybody, but um, trying to do the best we can anyway. hundred percent. And I think tonight's game that I was at, um, or should I say last night when this is going out, we are recording this uh, late on Wednesday night after the games happened. But um, 
there was maybe 300 people, 250, 300 people there, parents, neighbours, other students from within the schools that were taking part. And it was a really good atmosphere. I might even be underselling it. There might have been more people at the game. It, yeah. it was a reasonable crowd in Park Sean, as good as you'd see for most club championship matches, really, um, particularly in the early stages of the championship. But it, it becomes a kind of community event. The car park was full in character. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was amazing. Um, it's amazing the support that small schools will bring. Um, on last Tuesday evening, we played uh, seven finals, and the first one of the we have two pitches to start off, two small size pitches, and the first game, of course, went to, went to extra time, which kicked everything back. Um, but when you had four teams playing there, and then you had the next four teams coming in, you had eight teams support. The, the buzz around the place was just unbelievable. The crowds of people coming and going, and running to the kids running to the shop for bottles of Seven Up, and um, do you know what I mean? It was the the atmosphere was was electric now, for for uh, want of a better word. Um, and kids enjoying it, and obviously the good weather was was a blessing too. And supermarket did well over. <laughs> yeah, they did well out of its night as well. They got a few euros yeah. out of my pocket, which is hard enough. Yeah. Done. And in terms of, you mentioned you're not part of the, the GA uh, infrastructure directly, although you're very, yeah. very close to it. And there's a huge overlap, as you mentioned, between the volunteers in, in both codes. But um, how do you fund yourselves? Are you reliant exclusively on game receipts from games like these finals that you host to keep you going for the whole year? Um, yeah, well, we do. Alliance is the coming to one school uh, sponsor. I should mention those. They are tremendous sponsors. We get grant funded. And even back throughout the COVID years where there was no games and there was no participation, Alliance were still, um, you know, um, feeding their money in or pumping the money in, whatever way you want to talk it. You'll see the coming to one school ads for the Alliance ads. They have been sponsoring it for a number of years now. Um, we get grant funded from those. We get a grant from the National Committee and then our gate receipts covers expenses for referees medals stuff like that um to be honest that's really our only expenses that we have um throughout the year we play we have a table quiz uh which takes part it takes play in the first um first term so before halloween i think we did this year in the mayflower then we have our mini sevens um which takes place it used to be always in the first term with, with weather and pitches in september and october uh, we pushed it off we played it around easter time this year the weather wasn't much better but anyway um yeah so there are there are the main activities there's the coming to one school quiz there's the mini sevens there is the the school league and the girls league we're also responsible for selecting kids now we didn't have the unfortunately um the opportunity this year we would have exhibition games prior to each championship games uh which didn't happen this year and then we would also have responsibility for selecting kids to go to play in exhibition games in crow park which yeah. um is another it's a nice little uh, token for the, yeah. kind of the kids uh, towards the yeah. end of the year when that happens. Um, in terms of yourself, of course, people are well familiar with you from the sidelines and playing with Mohal over the years. Uh, involved with Aimer O'Hara there in Mohal last year. Not so this year. You've got moved yeah. a little bit west across the Shannon to St. Michael's. Uh, yeah. How's it going for you in Roscommon? A bit of a, a different experience in a different county? Ah, yeah, it's it's certainly different over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, myself and Danny Beck, we were um, in charge of St Michael's and Coot Hall there this year, and uh, going well so far. Yeah, it's good to get good to get your um, a toe into the water, I suppose, of management um, <clears throat> on your on your own back, off your own back. So it, um, we've been going well. We've played eight league games. We've won seven of them. Um, Fairness and Roscommon, uh, the structures they're they're ploughing on. You play league, um, they just keep going rapid through it. Um, but yeah, we got a good response from the lads. We got a very good response. We've uh, uh, they have big numbers there, so we're we're um, motoring along nicely, um, getting ready for championship in August, and that's the the target to get out of junior and get up to intermediate. Of course, your old charges, Mohol. Um, they've won the first league game of the season. Played, of course, with our county players uh, yeah. ten days ago, almost two weeks ago now. Um, yeah. How do you think they're they're fairing out this year? Have you kept an eye on them? Uh, I do you know what I haven't. Um, I, I the last few weeks have just been mental. We have a new baby in the house, uh, four months old. Um, and between coming one school girls games with her own school and boys games with her own school and finals and training in St Michael's, uh, I haven't been to any of the matches yet. Now, actually, that's a lie. I did go down to see the first half of the FINA, um, the FINA game in the spring league. Um, but I spent it in the playground. Um, so yeah, look at they were they're they're look at they're going to be there thereabouts. They're going to be there thereabouts. Um, very unlucky, I suppose, last year in a county final that we felt we 
probably could have won and uh, didn't, which is ultimately Carrick won it. Um, which is disappointing. Um, but look, there's there's quality footballers and in that panel of players, uh, and they've got a massive influx of minors this year. Um, a load of lads came up that are all, um, we'll say, footballers. You know, they're all going to add to, if not the team, certainly the panel. And you can see it from results with the second team. Um, twenty goals or ten goals and twenty points or something last weekend against Kerry Gallon. So. Um, yeah, look, there's certainly quality there. But look, there's there's lots of teams there. Yeah, so Carrick, Leitrim Gales, Bina, Owillan, Manor Hamilton coming back again. You know, there's going to be, um, it's going to be competitive when you get towards the, the latter stage of it, as it always is. They're hard one. They're hard one. What's your own expectations of the, the championship in Leitrim? I suppose as a semi-neutral now, can you look past Mohol or are they always a little bit green-tinted? Well, as a Mohol, as a Mohol man, uh, you'd always hope to, um, you know, I always like to see them getting back up those steps again. It's been a while. It's been a uh, two finals, two finals in a row we've lost. Um, but as the as the coach of the FINA under sevens, I suppose I'll probably have to put in a word for FINA there as well, seeing as I'm living practically in the parish. But um, and oh look at it's um with I suppose Joe and Tommy McCormack who uh, Tommy would have trained us in 06 when we won it, so they won't be um they won't be far away this year. Tommy and Joe will have those boys hopping off the ground. Um, so look, I expect come quarterfinals, semifinals, um, any team is capable of beating the other uh, on, the, on their given day, as is proven in semifinals and finals last year with penalties. Anything can happen, you know. So, um, but I would certainly hope, uh, given the quality of player that's in Mall, if they all stick at it, that they'll be there or thereabouts. To bring it back full circle, coming on school, not quite finished the season just yet. A handful of finals still to be played. Um, they're also going to be played after we broadcast this on yeah. uh, Thursday. So, um, do you have any firm dates on that, or if you know, a bit atmosphere at, at a really fun day out? No, nothing firmed up. There's a playoff, uh, there's a playoff in Division One, uh, tomorrow, sorry, yeah, tomorrow Friday, um, to see who plays in a Shield final. So once we get a confirmed fixture on that, there's just so much football at the minute. There's under 13 games on Mondays and Thursdays. The girls play on Wednesdays. So we're always juggling to try and fit in. But if anybody is interested, if you go to our Twitter page, Declan Bones or PRO, um, and like if you go to that Twitter page, all the information is up there. There will be pictures from all finals. All the teams' photos are up there. Winning teams. Um, and it's at CNMB Leitrim. So anybody who's on Twitter, um, Jump on there and give them a like. Declan does great work there, um, as always. And just another point I forgot to mention, we have our Fair Play Awards as well. So every year, um, each school gets an end-of-year form and they fill in a team from their division who they vote for on the Fair Play, and they will be announced after all our finals. Um, we used to have a ceremony where we'd present them. Um, that didn't hasn't happened since COVID. It hasn't been planned for just yet. With every Schools are so busy this time of year with confirmations and school tours and um, everything going on it's very hard to get a date so um, we will announce them and we'll either get them delivered or posted out to the schools or we will have an evening where we can present them Excellent well listen Kieran. as I said lovely day out this evening the weather fabulous the football was great crack the atmosphere as you mentioned particularly in that last after that last water break in the in the lads game uh, just buzzing only a point or two between the teams uh, for most of the game and a really really exciting uh, evenings of youngsters playing football which is always uh, refreshing uh, from maybe the, the cut and thrust of the, the adult game. It's nice to kind of get back and just see kids enjoying it for the sake of enjoying it. Thanks so much for joining us. The best luck with St. Michael this year and I'm sure we'll be chatting to you later in the season as well. Yeah, thanks very much. Just one other thing. Can I thank our, all the referees um, who have helped us out? We, we'd be lost without them. I know they're getting a lot of stick and stuff, referees, but without them, there'll be no games. So if we don't have those... Um, so thanks to all the refs, we've had numerous refs up and down the county refereeing games, uh, middle of the day, evenings, whenever whenever they're, they're asked, they, they turn up. So thanks to all the referees and all the club pitches and all the mentors and all the parents and the schools and the principals for for, for uh, cooperating throughout the year. And thanks to yourself, Brittany, and fair play to you. You're giving great coverage to the, to the GA and Leitrim. So uh, fair play. Well done. Thanks, thanks Brittany. Talk to you again. Kieran Kennedy there, chairperson of Cumberland School in County Leitrim. Uh, a, a 
I really enjoyed uh, the other evening, and of course, there is one game, a set of games left at Final Duty to take place next week. Keep an eye on their Twitter account for all that kind of information if that's of interest to you. Of course, as well as the second round of the All County Football League this weekend, we do have a very small matter of uh, Wexford, and uh, they are the opposition on at the weekend. We will face Wexford for a place in the knockout stages of the Talton Cup, still on offer. It's going to take uh, various permutations and, and all that kind of mathematical quiz to work out what has to happen. But essentially, we have to beat Wexford and then be uh, top three of the fourth of the third place finishers to get that opportunity of that uh, preliminary quarterfinal spot in the Talton Cup in just a couple of weeks' time. So a big weekend for Andy Moore and his team. We send all our best wishes with them. Uh, and that will be, of course, a, a big game. Tickets available um, on the Leitrim GA website as well. You'll find the details. Uh, it's at 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Uh, you can only get tickets in advance, so please do get your tickets early. If there's someone who's maybe not computer literate, do maybe offer them help uh, with getting their tickets and uh, enjoy that game. Of course, we had a disappointing result to Wexford in the league, but we have had luck over them in recent seasons. So who knows? And uh, hopefully uh, all goes well for Andy and the boys on Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. in Parnell Park, of course, in Dublin neutral venue for all the last round of games. It is pretty much a straight shootout with Wexford. Uh, both teams haven't been beaten in their opening games. I think Wexford got a draw against Fermanagh, so we do need to beat Wexford. We do that. We finish third in the group, and then it's down to how other groups fare out as to whether we will be uh, possibly third or fourth best team so it's 50 50 in terms of that so here's hoping all works out and we're looking forward to uh, a knockout groups there or knockout stage of that competition for the second year in a row it's no less than the lads deserve so hopefully the results go their way at the weekend that is it from us this week thank you so much for joining us it's been a massive crowd here for the last time actually just checking the comments here we did get a comment in a question in from paul oregon uh, what's ender's opinion on huge score differences at times in youth football in the from ga results that has been an issue that's been much in the news this week um, in terms of goal games and competitiveness and publishing these kind of scores uh, it's something we might touch on before obviously our interview with Enda was pre-recorded didn't get a chance to put that to him but we did hear Kieran speak on that subject as part of uh, his coming months ago discussion so we might take a little bit of a look at that uh, down the line uh, with the podcast over the course of the summer it's going to be a long summer we're going to be here every week through the, the club leagues and uh, the return of county players whenever that happens hopefully not not this weekend hopefully it will be a couple of weeks down the line although some of the clubs watching this may not agree with me they want their boys were back as soon as possible but uh, whenever it does happen we're going to be having that discussion the whole way through you can of course get all the stats scores and individual player profiles and all that sort of good stuff on our website finalwhistle.ie for me Brett for this week thank you so much to end alliance best of luck at the weekend hope all goes well for you to Kieran as well and uh, for making themselves available for the chat over the last hour or so we'll be back with you again next week talk to you then